BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day, whatever that means right now. I hope you're all having a nice day off, holiday. I'm not sure how this all looks in the age of quarantine, but I do hope that you're all staying safe and abiding by the laws in your individual states slash just please stay home. (laughs) I am really excited to welcome Shayna Taylor to the show today to give us some much needed health and wellness inspiration right now. Shayna is a wellness influencer and entrepreneur transforming the self-care industry with a radically compassionate approach. She's the founder of Shayna's Kitchen, a lifestyle brand that features food and nutrition remedies with gluten-free, corn, and dairy-free recipes, and her own line of matcha. Just this past April, Shayna launched Bottle & Stone, a collection of premium handcrafted CBD-based remedies and skincare products that she grows on her own farm in Vermont. I myself haven't really dabbled that much in the CBD space, but I recently got my hands on one of her CBD cinnamon-flavored tinctures, and I can totally attest to the fact that it's a must-have for those who are feeling anxious or dealing with chronic pain, anxiety, and beyond during this time. In this episode, Shayna tells us how she set out to create a non-prescriptive lifestyle platform that encourages people to take their health into their own hands, why she feels like the CBD industry is in desperate need of innovation, and some of her best tips and tricks for staying healthy during our time at home. Here's my friend, Shayna Taylor. How are you? What's going on? How's quarantine life? Quarantine life is good. I mean, I can't complain, I guess. Living in California is pretty blessed. So totally. Yeah. And I've been living in sweats, which I can't complain. I think I've bought about seven tie dye sweats and then started tie dyeing my own because it's like, what else are you going to do in quarantine, but be creative to keep yourself sane. So I always like to start the show. Where are you from and where do you live now? So I am born and raised California girl and I was going back and forth. I lived in New York for almost two and a half years. And then now I kind of just go back and forth, but mostly based here in California because my employees in my office and stuff are based here in Venice Beach. So I travel a ton. It's actually, that's one of my favorite things about quarantine too, is that I normally am on a plane like every four or five days. And like, it's lucky if I was getting a week. And so it's been so nice to just like be still and not have to like feel like I'm rushing around to a million places. Totally. Yeah. But it totally for, for sure now that it's like been a good amount of time, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of itching a little bit on the travel front. I weirdly feel like I was secretly a homebody before this happened and I just didn't acknowledge it. And then this all happened and I was like, wow, I don't feel anxious as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Totally. Totally. Because <laughs> you're not like in the pursuit of doing a thousand different things. Yeah. It's nice. It's a totally different feeling than what I'm used to. Because like with an entrepreneur brain, I'm sure as you know, it's like, what am I not doing and what do I need to do? And like what I could have like instead of meditating or sitting, it's like you'd rather be doing something else. And then you just create this like totally. stressful lifestyle. And I feel like 
if you're an entrepreneur or even if you just have a business or whatever label you want to call yourself, if you run something on your own, sitting down even for like at dinner time or like even the time like between dinner and you go to bed, like I always feel like I could be doing something. And I feel like that's like the most toxic thing of all time. I think it's the biggest challenge for people like us who have that entrepreneur brain because you want to try to find that right balance, right? Because it's, it's everyone struggles. Like the, the, the key to life and, and a healthy lifestyle is balance. And that's between balance with friends and family, between what's, you know, self-care and important to you. And then obviously putting a priority, like a priority in work. And I, I mean, it's a constant challenge for me. Like I try to preach and stuff on my blog all the time of just like different ways that you can go about it and like perspectives that you can, you know, see differently, but it's, you know, it's a struggle every day. Like nobody's perfect. And I've learned what's really helpful with that is instead of going straight from my phone or straight from my computer when I wake up, I really try to like, just don't look at it yet and like do my morning routine and wake up with my dogs and, you know, do that, like take my time in the morning. And, and, you know, I wake up pretty early. So I I have that time. And that's obviously important too. Like I wake up at like six, six 30 and I have my morning matcha. I like have my greens, I have my lemon water. And then it's like, I'll sit down if I need to stretch with my hip because I have like a pinched nerve from scoliosis, like I'll try and prioritize the things that I know are going to make my day better. And then I'll start diving into like phone messages, emails, because it's so easy to just like, once you switch on that mentality brain of like, I need to answer all these things and I need to get back to people. And there was these things I didn't finish yesterday. It's like, you can't escape it. There's no like stopping midway and then trying to go and do something for yourself. It's like, it's just, it's the same with going to bed too. Like if you're staring at the computer or your phone right before you go to bed for more than like 15, 20 minutes or yeah, 15, 20 minutes or longer, it's going to affect your sleep and your brain and your brain's going to be awake and like fidgety. And so a lot of people totally. have sleep issues and it's, it has to do with a lot of just not taking that hour decompression time where, you know, I put spa music on in my house sometimes because I'm just like trying. Oh my God. I love that. It, it helps. It like, it's a simple thing that helps. I'm, I'm sure it's like a subconscious thing that we don't realize is like naturally calming us down because we're kind of used to like walking into a nail salon or a spa and like hearing that music and thinking it's like time to mellow out. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah, I have a rule, no computers in bed ever. Oh, never. Like you do not sleep where you work. No. And that's very yeah. like, I don't even have a TV in my room either. What else are you doing in quarantine that's keeping you healthy and motivated? I'm sure a lot of people have asked you that since they look up to you to stay like somewhat healthy and in a good headspace. But like, I feel like this situation has just been so bad physically on our health because like you just don't have motivation. We don't have a routine. We don't have all these like things that are distracting us, but also mentally. Right. So since we're obviously out of our routine and our bodies love routines, right? And we all create routine without even really trying typically in our day-to-day life. So obviously we wake up, we have our coffee or tea or whatever. We rush to work. We do our thing. Like our bodies are used to routines. And obviously when you are just thrown out of your routine, like for instance, the quarantine, it's like all of a sudden it's like everything that you know is just like, what? I, what do you mean? I think it's really important to try and create a new routine at home. And that could be literally like, there's no right or wrong for a routine. It's really just what you discover that your body really likes or what makes you happy. So what's been helping me a lot in quarantine, especially for like the mind portion of it is being creative. Like I, I obviously am a chef, so I I cook a lot as is, but like, I didn't cook this much. Like I kind of got detached from my chef skills because I was too busy to cook all the time. And now that I've been in quarantine, it's like, 
I've been, I like reconnected with those chef skills and been like having so much fun creating random things that I haven't really been able to create or like new things. And it's exciting because, you know, as a blog who wants to put out, I want to put out recipes and, and things that are easy for people to cook. It's been fun to discover all these new like tips and tricks that I can use. And, you know, I think it's too, being outside is really important as well. And I know we're supposed to be quarantined and stay indoors, but there's no rule of going outside with a mask on and walking around and getting fresh air and like being around nature as best that you can. And of course, being healthy, like drinking every day. I get it if you want to drink because you're bored or whatever, you're stressed or anxiety, whatever, so have you. But drinking with caution and understanding that like, okay, during the week, just like I would and not in quarantine, I'm going to take care of my health. I'm going to log on and, you know, follow some IGTV workouts. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? There's, there's so many, what's great about quarantine is, is that we've really come together as a society more than you would think that we would have. And all these trainers doing free workouts and like explaining what you can do to use your own body weight. And like, there's a lot of things that you can kind of incorporate into your, in your, into your life and routine. And I think it's being kind to yourself if you don't always get it how you think is right. I love that. Did you grow up in a healthy household? Yeah. So my, my mom was definitely more on the health conscious side of things, but my dad was not so health conscious. Like he was, but not really. And so as a kid, we were in the era of like microwavable dinners and, you know, all this really gross food and organic, like wasn't even a thing yet. And I know I lived off hot Cheetos and like crappy food for pretty much. And like dino nuggets. Yeah. Gushers were in my lunch, like all of those things. Yes. All those things. They were very trendy and cereal. Like I lived off cereal, which when you look at it now, you're like, what is. It's really crazy that they marketed cereal is good for us. I can't. It's really the me. It's like, it's just. I can't. Yeah. So I no, I did not grow up in a healthy household and I didn't really start to become healthy until I was in high school when my mom started to be a little bit more health conscious and like, was a kind of a gym rat and worked out a lot. And I always did sports. So then I started to get more interested in it. And then we were always big foodies. We like basically lived in the kitchen to sing and, and cook. That was like our thing as a family. We were all, I love that. So we would cook together and whatever. And like, that was our thing. And that's why I had such love for food. Then I was, my mom was like, why don't you go to culinary school? Like you're so, you love food so much and you're such a good cook, just like being a kid. You know, obviously you didn't make anything fancy, but like when you would make stuff, it would be great. And I was like, that's actually a genius idea. So I went to culinary school, still like was applying what I knew health-wise to what they teach you in culinary school because they do not go together. Normal school does not teach you anything about health. I mean, they make you take like a nutrition course, like a basic one. And so, but I didn't really start getting super into health until I got done with school, moved to LA to model. So I was like going to work at the Ritz-Carlton, did for a little while as a cook. All my passion for holistic health and wellness is all from kind of my own experiences. So I have had a lot of different health issues with my stomach, with digestion, with constipation, acne, back acne, like you name it, I've been through it. And I think it's because I didn't eat so healthy as a, as a child and it didn't really show up until, you know, my early twenties. And then that's when all my health issues just kind of like started to crumble. And so I became really, really into the wellness, like holistic life approach because it was figuring it out for me. And every single time I learned something that really helped me, all I wanted to do was like share it to everybody so that they, you know, cause you know, we all have, we all have our issues and we all have our things. It's just a matter of like, you know, trial and error of trying to figure out 
you know, what it, what it's going to be to help us. And so I love sharing the knowledge. So I became more and more and more obsessed with it. And then obviously, because I was becoming obsessed with that, it went into my food and that food is medicine and there's so much healing properties. And it just kind of all crumbled from there. And here I am 10 years later, you know, with holistic nutrition certification, I want to get into herbalism and just like, I just in my own research you know, like I just, I'm obsessed with it and I love it so much. And I love helping other people too, because I, I feel for everyone that has any health issue, but like, especially when it's, it's gut health issues and acne issues and, you know, scoliosis issues, like back pain, like I feel it. And yeah, so I have Shana's Kitchen, which is my health and wellness blog and kind of my baby. And I sell matcha on there for now. And then we're getting ready to release a natural shampoo conditioner. And then I cool. bottle in stone, which is my organic CBD line, which just launched like two and a half weeks ago. I love that. We'll get into that. I've been using it all week and I'm obsessed. Oh, by the way. I'm so happy. Yeah, I love it. Sure. With Shana's Kitchen, I love the blog. It's so nice that you have a little bit of everything. I think a lot of people, especially in the health and wellness space, kind of just go for like, okay, like here's my website with like my recipes and all that. But I think that like health and wellness is obviously a little bit more holistic and like needs to take a bigger approach. So I love you have lifestyle and travel and a little bit everything on there. When you started it, what void did you want to fill that you were just like, ah, this doesn't really exist. And like, I want to bring this to people and try and help. I don't know if it was really like I just switched and discovered a void. I've been called Mama Shay my entire life. So I've always just been this like mom. And I don't know how not to look that way or feel like to be that way, because I just, I see somebody in need and I just immediately want to help them. And so I discovered that like, the more that I learned, the more that I helped and the more I just want to educate people. Like I said before, it's like every single time I learn something actually works, I'm like over the moon because I can't wait to share it. Or if I find a recipe or make create something that's awesome and it's very simple, I'm like, can't wait to share it. We want to encourage people to pick their own wellness journey and choose their own wellness. And we're just like giving them something to like the information to be able to pick it on their own instead of somebody trying to like drill it in your head. This is the way. Totally. It's like giving people I off. Totally agree. Right. It's, it's, nobody yeah. wants to be told what to do. You just want to be able to make your own decisions on the information that you're give, like you're given. So I think that that was kind of what I've discovered as my niche for Shana's Kitchen is that there's not too much information. It's just a matter of presenting it in a way that is easily taken in. And so you can pick it for yourself on what you need. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like just holistic wellness in general feels overwhelming for a lot of people. Even just going to a certain practitioner that I can sit down with and will tell me like how to completely redo my whole life so that I like am living a healthy lifestyle, whether it's like changing my whole fridge or like only using clean products. And like, I'm the biggest advocate for that. But I do think that like, at least in my experience and what in the way that I try to help people maybe like take on these lifestyles is like one thing can make a difference and like just try one thing, see how you feel, go from there. And I feel like that's the same ideology that you have with Shana's Kitchen where it's not so prescriptive. It's more like you're giving people the right to figure out what they want with their life and you're just giving them the tools to do it instead of like forcing it down their throats. Doing small, I mean, that's, that's, it's like if you set your, this is what I tell people too about like fad diets. It's like there's zero fad diet that will work for everybody. And I don't encourage you to try a fad diet at all. I mean, if you want to go for it and like, I, you know, I am more with the whole blood type diet and like what you should eat for your blood type. I think that's the most accurate way that you can really truly understand your body and listen to your body. Trying to put such crazy expectations on yourself, you're setting yourself for failure. 
and you don't hundred percent. It's like, you want to, you want to be kind to yourself and like really be excited for the small victories. Now let's pause for a break so I can talk about a very pressing issue, our quarantine kitchens. Whether it's anxiety-inducing to go to the market, I'm unable to get a food delivery time slot, my cooking attempts have been an absolute fail, or I'm snacking 24-7, my health routine and what I've been putting in my body is so out of whack. Then I discovered that we can stay home, stay healthy, and strengthen our immunity with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door with Sakara. Sakara is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what we eat. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals. So say goodbye to meal prep. From hearty salads and nutrient-dense granolas to savory flatbreads and seasonal fruit parfaits, their ever-changing menu of creative, chef-crafted meals makes clean eating delicious and so easy, especially with all this time at home and again my zero cooking skills. I've never been a breakfast person, but I am obsessed with their breakfast meals. From coconut praline granola with cacao milk, the best and healthiest chocolate milk you'll ever have, I promise, to protein-filled biscottis, I actually have been looking forward to breakfast every day. And the best part? They have kept me full all day long. No snacking. In addition to their delicious meals, Zakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. Especially now, I really recommend trying their daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll to boost immunity. And now Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com slash friend or enter friend at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash friend to get 20% off your order. Let's do our best to keep our minds and bodies as healthy as we possibly can right now and maybe find some new healthy routines along the way. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. And we are the hosts of A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica, a weekly podcast all about discovery and enthusiasm. Well, that's how we describe it, but someone else described it even better, I think, as a unique mix of urgent discussions of non-urgent things and thoughtful conversations of important and otherwise ignored things. If you want to check it out and see what it's all about, check back every Monday where we drop new episodes. I think you'll like it. It's a great Monday morning ritual. A Thing or Two with Claire and Erica. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would love to talk about Bottle and Stone. I'm so obsessed. I tried it this week. Where did the idea for it come about? I obviously am into holistic healing and finding natural remedies for things. And when hemp started to become a little bit trendy again, once it was legalized, you know, there was all these things coming out about how it was helping with, you know, the the number one things everyone has issues with, which are sleep, anxiety, and pain. And at first you're like, crazy that somebody like something that simple that's been around forever would just all of a sudden help people. But as time was going on and it was getting more trendy, all these, this research was coming out. And then what it's doing with kids with seizures and how it's, I mean, like mind blowing stuff that you're just like, wow, this is literally magic. And I saw just like everything else, like I love America because you can create any business, but it also makes it really difficult to find good quality things because everybody jumps on a trend to just throw another product in your face. And then we get overwhelmed because it's just like so many different products. And it's sad because most people that put products out are not doing it because they're passionate about it. They're doing it to make money. And there's a huge difference control there. So, and just like, you know, matcha and just like skincare, it's oversaturated. It became super oversaturated really, really fast. 
And unfortunately, it's something that is unregulated and they're trying to figure out the laws for it. So I was trying to find personally products that I like to use for myself and that I could recommend to my followers that they could use for you know these issues. And I couldn't find one that was like, that I trusted. It's like, maybe they worked, but then they didn't work at all. Then it was like the opposite. Like I remember I took a tincture one time to go to sleep and it kept me up the whole night. And I was like, what is this? The thing is, is they can say what, you know, it's MCT oil and and hemp, but it can totally not be that. And you're buying a product that you don't know. I'm just going to put a product out myself and do all my own research. And like, that's the only way I know that in this industry, and it's not going to change for a while because it'll take a while for the regulations to happen. I'm the only person I trust to put a product out there, literally. Like, I guess it's just, you just trust yourself. So I started doing research and it's really interesting business to be in. It's like the wild, wild west. You meet the weirdest people. But I talked to like six different manufacturers. Not one of them could tell me that they'd ever visit where their hemp comes from. Nobody was hands-on. It was just like this manufacturing big thing where everyone was just making money and they were providing for like 300 different companies. And by the way, 300 like per manufacturer, which is huge. That there's like, so basically the hemp was nothing special, but the marketing was. And so I'm like, no. So of course I think to my mind, okay, great. This is awesome. I'm gonna have to find my own farm. I don't even know where to start with that because it's something that I know nothing about. I mean, I've always been passionate about sustainable farming and, and all that kind of stuff, but like, you don't, you know, I've never actually been a farmer or lived on a farm. And I got so lucky that I got put in contact with these two farmers in Vermont and we became partners and they are just as passionate about hemp as I am and about sustainability and about turning the farm biodynamic and how important the soil is and how important like they, I mean, we have a, a woman that works there that literally all she does all day is talks to the plants. She goes and she talks to them and she checks on them and like, it's just all these things matter. It's just like your house plants. If you're kind to them and you love them and you, you know, the soil is lush and you do all the right things, it's going to be high quality stuff. We have our farm in Vermont where we just got chicks. We got little chickens. We got 35. Oh my God. I saw you post them. Oh, they're just so cute. I'm so excited. I'm a big farm, farm person. Huge. Like if I could redo life, I would grow up on a farm. So even just you showing me chickens makes me so fragile. <laughs> same, same. I like literally all I'm on a farm one day. I'm like, that's my so cute. Five year, five year goal. So anyway, we became partners and it was so rewarding to be able to physically be there and know how they're taking care of the plants and have a say in how it's done and learn. Like you learn so much more about something when you're that hands-on, you know, like I was learning about hemp, just like everyone else was learning about hemp and discovering that like the, even just when you harvest drying it properly is so important. If you dry it too hot, if you dry it too slow, you're either going to get mold, which is super toxic, or you're going to dry it too fast and you're going to kill all the cannabinoids, which is what you want to order to get the health benefits in the product. So it's like all these, these things, not everyone takes into, into play. And, and that's where there's real quality control issues. And so bottle and stone is, I know exactly where it comes from. I play with those plants and I know exactly where they're extracted. They're even extracted in Vermont into oil and it's packaged in Vermont. And then it's shipped from, from the East coast. And it makes me so happy because I would never want to put something out that I wholeheartedly did not trust because I would never want to steer, like steer somebody in the wrong direction. It would make me really like upset. I don't know if I could sleep at night. 
So I, yeah, I'm so happy. And I've, I, it's been a long time and a long journey to get Bottle and Stone going because it was just trial and error and just like, oh, meeting horrible people. And, and then you would finally get those gems and be like, hallelujah, you know, but yeah, it's tough. that's the, the journey. By the way, you guys, if you have not tried it, you have to go and get, I have been using the cinnamon tincture and it's my favorite, but you also have like mouth sprays. Yeah. Sprays. Yes. There you go. Yeah. And your packaging is beautiful. Thank you. That was another thing that was missing yeah. in the hemp world. Everything was like weird, bad packaging. And I was like, I want right. actually want this on their countertop yes. sitting in their bathroom where they look at it and they're like, this is chic. Yes, it definitely is. For people on the show who might not be fully educated on the hemp space and CBD and THC, can you give us like a brief rundown? Just because I do feel like there are some people still in the market that are like, oh my God, CBD, I'm going to get high. Like what's happening? Totally. There's a huge, huge, huge amount of people. Huge education yeah. gap. Yeah. Big, big, big education gap. So it's actually pretty simple. So there's the marijuana plant and there's the hemp plant. They are like cousins, right? So they look very similar. But the difference between the marijuana plant is that it's super high in THC and lower amounts of CBD. So those are like the, yeah. Then the hemp plant is much higher in CBD and much lower in THC. So it's the way that the seed is basically manipulated into producing much higher or lower ratios of things. So all the marijuana and things that get you high are obviously, that's the much higher THC level. And then the CBD is what does not get you high. And you can still have, like, there's obviously different options of, you know, completely THC free products. And then there's like, ours has 0.3% for an entire bottle. So there's, it will never, you could, wow. you could drink, you won't get high. You'll never get high. But the reason why we kept it in there is because it's, the most beneficial with that tiny bit of THC in there because they just work really well together. And we also use the whole plant, which is the most beneficial of all the different cannabinoids that you want instead of cutting it and only using a certain kind of the plant, like a broad spectrum or something like that. So, I mean, we will come out with a THC-free one because for dogs and stuff, it should always be THC-free. And for people, obviously, who are worried about it showing up on a drug test for whatever reason, which we've also done studies into that. And basically the answer is it's possible. But if, if it's one of those like good drug tests where you would take in like a real job, they'll it actually shows you the difference between a, a hemp, like a cannabinoid and, and THC, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Can you describe, so if you're not getting high, what's the feeling? There's not. So the way I like to explain this one is if you are in pain, right? You take Advil, you realize, like you notice that the pain is gone, but it doesn't change anything about you. Hemp is kind of the same way. You could take it every single day and not have any issues at all, just for the health benefits. And it's, it's just a lifestyle. It's just like, you know, it's, it's kind of like matcha. Matcha gives you energy. It's not like something right. like, whoa, this is insane. But like, you can tell that it like kind of depends. <laughs> okay, well, if you take too much, definitely. It's happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I explained it kind of like, kind of like that. It's if you have, yeah, pain, I agree. Um, or if you have sleep issues, like you will notice a difference, but if you don't have any of those things, you, it's not like it, it changes your mind or you can still function. Right. Yeah. Totally. How long have you noticed that it takes to kind of settle into your body? It depends on the person. That's the thing too, is we get totally. a lot of questions about like, what do you recommend for me because of this? And it's really hard to recommend because 
everybody is so different. And for somebody who's sensitive, it, you could only need 300 milligrams of CBD, you know, the 300 milligram one to make a difference for your migraines, to make a difference for your sleep. And that's it. But then there's other people who need a little bit more and the 600 would be great for you because it's like, everybody is just different. So there's no way to right. explain why that is what it is. It just kind of is. And so I think that it's trial and error, right? It's, you just want to try. That's why if, if people are new to CBD, we always say, start with the 300 and see if it works for you. And no matter what, you're getting the health benefit. So if you take it every day, it's great. Wait three to two, three days to a week to like really start to feel the results. Cause your body starts to obviously, um, instead of just you know, peeing it right out or getting rid of it, it starts to accept it just like anything else. Like with supplements, they recommend that you take it for a month before you actually start seeing the change. Usually it's like three months. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Right. You will, like I, I felt relief immediately and a lot of people like first night taking it, they sleep way better, but it's definitely one of those things where you want to be consistent because the more you're consistent, the more your body absorbs it and then the more benefits that you get from it. And you were talking earlier about all of the issues that you've had with your own health. How has CBD helped you? A lot of different ways. Number one, pain. My scoliosis pinched nerve. I just, I've had scoliosis my whole life, but I didn't get a pinched nerve until like two years ago. And I, it is a struggle. Like I've been trying to get rid of it for a long time. And what sucks is I was finally relieved of pain before quarantine and then quarantine happened. And now I can't go see my acupuncturist. I can't go see my mm. chiropractor. And so now it's come back and I'm like, oh, I have to start like again. But it's helped significantly with that. And it's and I think the best way to take it for pain is orally and then off on topically too. And we don't have a topical yet, but it's we're gonna release this summer. It's a thousand milligrams of CBD, so it's super strong for people that have muscle tension or pain, or it's awesome. I'm like I can't that's amazing. Out. Yeah. And then anxiety. So I because I do a lot of like public speaking now and even these live IGTVs and even like podcasts, like I get nervous still because I, I don't know. You just, I have this anxiety because it's totally normal. Yeah. It's like, feel you're talking in front of people, right? You're just like, you don't want to be wrong. You like want to make sure, you know, and totally CBD really has helped me really take the edge off of the anxiety feeling that I get when I start to get worked up before something. And I think that's the most beneficial for me because especially during quarantine, I felt like I've had more anxiety shockingly than I did before. And I think it's because I was a little bit busier and like, it was just totally fiery and you you don't really pay attention to it as much, but when you're sitting at home and you're, all you're doing is festering with all your thoughts of how you want to make sure you say the right stuff, you really can get yourself worked up. And so I take, I put CBD in my matcha in the mornings and it helps so much. Just like the whole nervous system just kind of. For sure. Yeah. It's so, how have you navigated feeling that anxiety while also being a founder and a CEO of your own company? It's a really good, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah. I think people expect like people who run companies or seem really big and strong from the outside to continue to be that way all the time. And it's definitely not the case. No. And I think that's why I tried to talk on my blog a lot that, you know, just because something seems so perfect, it's, it's never perfect. And to assume that I'm perfect just because I'm a healthy person and you think that I'm doing all the right things. Like I'm not perfect. And I think that 
that's a really important thing to for everyone to think about, right? Because I am a business and and I am a business owner and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm constantly building a business, which typically causes more anxiety and stress than it would a typical person because you just have so much responsibilities and things going on in your mind. But for me, what motivates me is that I know people are looking up to me and I know that I want to keep going because I want to show up for people and I want to, you know, do the best that I can. But I also want to be as transparent as possible for people to understand that like, I still get anxiety and I still get stress. I still eat things I'm not supposed to eat. You know, sometimes like I'm a human being and it's okay, but that's why I can teach you guys and educate you guys because I am you and you are me. Like we are the same. And I'm doing the same things that you're doing. And maybe we live like different lives, but it doesn't mean that we're doing, we're not doing the same stuff. We all want to be better. We all want to try and help ourselves. We all, you know what I mean? We want to help our family members. Like we're all in it together. I saw on your Instagram too, that you guys are giving back during COVID-19 by donating CBD for every bottle purchased. Yeah, can you tell so, us a little bit about that and how we can help? Oh, thank you. So we, yeah, of we, course. we did that in the beginning, but we hit our marker for how many we were going to give. So we, that's amazing. Yeah, we just, it's awesome. We were really, really excited. That's no longer an option, but we're still offering a discount at the moment for everybody um, to be able to purchase it. And it, it, obviously for a time like this with anxiety and stress, like we want to do our best to help and give back. Yeah. We're really excited because we're actually getting the the bottles and stuff ready to give to um, nurses and first responders. And so we wanted to catch some video of us going and giving it to them and, and hopefully being able to obviously six feet apart and masks and all those things, but we take all the precautions, but just, you know, it's, I didn't want, it's tricky to launch in a time like this because I debated back and forth as an owner because I was like, oh, you just don't want to be that person that's trying to like sell a product right now because we're in a, you know, we're in a world of crisis. But like at the same time, the product that I'm trying to sell is something that's going to be so beneficial right now to everybody. Right. And, you know, instead of sitting at home and not being able to do anything, I was like, I could, you know, we could also give back with this product. It's like, you, you know, we're taking a hit as a small business because when you first launch, the last thing you want to do is, is give away, you know, more product than you need because you've just been draining money into something for so long. But like, totally a no brainer for me to be able to be like, okay, I want to help people. And this is a very good way of helping them through this time. And I also want to be able to give back instead of like just waiting for it to be over, because I feel like then you kind of miss your window of opportunity. So yeah. yeah, we kind of made the decision to just go for it. And and we knew we were, it was a weird time to launch. We knew it probably wasn't going to do as well as normal. You know, we can't do any press. We can't do anything. It was just like, we're just going to do it to try and help. And, you know, hopefully. Totally. Made the right choice. We gave matcha too. Which- Amazing. Oh my God. They definitely need that. Yeah. We gave it, we, I basically asked all my followers, like, if you know a nurse, you know, or first responder message me because I want to give away matcha to them for like helping them. It just, it's, it's so much yeah. energy than, it, than coffee is. I mean, I'm not against coffee. I love the flavor of coffee, but matcha, good quality matcha is incredible how it gives you like a long, steady energy instead of like a really intense energy. And then you crash. I also love, I love that because it's like, I feel like now it's really challenging to go out on the internet and see all these amazing GoFundMes and all these amazing kind of charity givebacks where you can donate money, but you don't really know oh, where it's going. Yeah. So you going on your Instagram and being like, if you know, directly know somebody that is doing the work and is, an, is like an essential worker, let me know and I can directly provide for them. Yeah. So not only are like you seeing that direct through line of like the change that you can make, but so are the people that follow you. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. That was, I mean, that's, that was the whole thought process. I was like, I want to directly give it to them. I hand wrote notes saying like, thank you so much. Oh, that's amazing. I'm in like, 
it was so like when I started getting messages and photos, I was just like, this makes me so happy. Like, this is why I do what I do. And again, it's, it's, it's a risk you take, but it was like, you just, there's nothing more fulfilling than feeling like you truly helped in a time like this. And that like, there's no price tag on that. There's just not. As a small business, what is the biggest challenge that you're facing right now? (sighs) Great question. I mean, I mean, there's lots of, there's a lot of different challenges. I think, I think the biggest challenge is not stressing and believing that everything's going to be okay. I think that when you're a small business, you, in a time like this, especially all you think about is like, oh my gosh, all this time and effort that I've put into and money that I've put into this tiny little business that barely is on its feet yet is going to just get destroyed. And I think when you have that mindset, the possibility of it getting destroyed is definitely going to happen. But if you do what you can, the best that you can, and it will probably survive, you know what I mean? And if it doesn't, it's okay. And I think it's, it's, that's the hardest part is like, instead of obsessing over what can I do to survive? It's like, you know what, what can I do in the time right now that is going to help as much as I can. And you know what I mean? It's like, that's the most challenging because Small businesses are are so rewarding, but it's so tough because it's just your, your soul and your hands and like everything is involved because you're just, you have to be, you're a small business. So you're not, you don't have multi, multi millions of dollars to just like spend on a bunch of stuff. Like I package the matchas myself and I put the labels on them and I like, you know, like it's, it's very hands-on. And so I think it's just being kind and being patient and just be as, you know, like, like, like you said, from a marketing perspective, like do what you can to give back and to help people during this time. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist and that, you know, people aren't suffering and expect them to just be like continuing to buy your products because, you know, they can. It's like, do something that's great and just hope for the best. Manifest, be kind, that's it. What's a piece of advice you have for somebody who wants to take their passion like you, health and wellness, and turn it into a product? I think the best way to do that is understanding what people in the wellness industry need and picking one niche, not trying to pick five. And then really being passionate is important. Don't just put a product out because you want to put a product out because you want to be an entrepreneur. Find something that you really are passionate about and that you really connect with and then do your research and then put a product out there. I think it's so important to not think that you need to get your foot in so many different things before you decide. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like when we're young and we're trying to figure out what we want to do when we grow up, it's the same as when you're trying to put a product out. Like, yes, do trial and error until something just clicks and you're like, Oh my God, I just created the best thing ever. Or I just found the best quality thing ever. I need to bring this to the world. That's how it should be done out of passion and out of, out of uniqueness. Don't just put a product out there because you find that it's trendy. And so I want to jump on the train wagon because I just like this trend. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I really like if you guys don't follow Bottle and Stone, definitely go on there, especially if you're a person that's in marketing or interested in storytelling before you guys had even launched, you were doing the whole thing of storytelling on your Instagram about the process and the formulation. And that was really cool to see and check out just because you like prepped your audience for what was coming. And I thought that was like a, that's like a really cool entrepreneur hack right there. I think people are always like launch the product, open the Instagram on launch day. But I actually like really enjoyed seeing the behind the scenes of it. And I feel like that was also probably some great, you probably got some great feedback from your audience during that too. Yeah. I think that was the missing, that's a missing link in a lot of things, right? People just put products out, but they don't educate you enough to 
really know. They just expect you to buy it without educating them. And so I really wanted to be an educational brand that people could learn from and understand from. And like I said, they can pick their wellness journey themselves. They don't need me to tell them what to do. You know, it's like, this is the, this is the information we know. This is how we farm it. This is the process. This is what you should know when you look, if you're not going to buy from us, like even when you look and search for something else, like these are important things and key things to making sure that you're picking the right product. And, and so thank you for noticing it. We, we, that was the number one goal when we, I started creating bottle and stone was that I just wanted to be educational because no one was. I love that. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.